Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Elka Whalen, who is a dual Olympic winning silver medalist. We've been following your swimming career for many years. We'll get to that in a moment, but let's just hear a bit of your life story. So whereabouts were you born and raised and what was life like for you as a, as a young lass? Well, born and raised in Sydney. I'm one of four. Mum and dad had four of us. I'm in the middle child. And um, yeah, so I've been Sydney through and through. Um, actually, Bagala Heights is where I was um, raised and God's, God's country, God's side, I say, um, <laughs> that I've now drifted from the eastern suburbs near Bondi because that's where my husband's from, and that's another great part of the world as well. Mm-hmm. I actually spent a bit of time, I did Bible college at uh, Brookvale, but I used to love going to Narrabeen Beach. That was one of my favourite beaches. Did you ah. go to Narrabeen much? Yeah, it's gorgeous. My favourite there is actually Monavale. To, to be honest, probably Monavale would be one of my most favourite beaches, followed probably closely by um, by Bronte. They're just, there's something about them that's, in the middle of Sydney, but you're still away from it all. It's very peaceful. Mm-hmm. And tell us about uh, being a being a young schoolgirl. Did you swim a lot? Were you, were you, were you up at five a.m. doing training every day? How did you get into it? Well, not really. Actually, I started swimming squads when I was actually four, along with my brothers and sisters, and just did it for a lot of fun. But I actually took a real love to to the surf. So I was really heavily involved in nippers and then I moved on to, to opens there and was offered to do kind of, you know, the big Iron Woman series. And it wasn't until I was around 16 or 17 that I really started getting serious about swimming and I heard about the Olympics and then nine months later I found myself on the dice at the Olympics. So you often hear... You have all these steps to take you, you here in life of, okay, to do this, you've got to do this first and this first and this first. I wasn't one of those typical, okay, to climb the mountain, you need to start here. I just was very passionate about it and had been swimming my whole life. But once I made that mental decision that I wanted to go for it, I didn't really let anything get in my way. I'm curious to know, what's your favourite stroke? Like, if, do you do all four or have you, have, you, have you focused on one of them? Well, I was a freestyler. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to say freestyle is, is my favourite, followed closely by butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never been much of a backstroke or a breaststroke. I don't know what you're like. I remember at one World Championships, I was warming up with my coach at the time and I was doing some breaststroke and he pulled me aside and said, Elka, don't ever do breaststroke <laughs> in front. In front of, and I was like, right, okay. So clearly can't do breaststroke and backstroke well, but loved freestyle and butterfly. But it, everything is really grounded when, you know, you're making Christ the center of your world. And for me, my parents would always say to me, Elka, that's great that, you know, you're the fastest woman in the world, but there's someone over maybe in a third world country or somewhere in a different place right now that just didn't have the opportunity to compete when you did. So always remember that you might be the fastest today, but it doesn't mean you're going to be tomorrow. My parents have done a great job of, of keeping all four of us really grounded. And at the end of the day, when I retired at, at 24, I just knew God had so much more for me in life than just a swimming pool. And I think a lot of athletes now need to to understand and realize that they have to be more than sport themselves. They have to be bigger then their venue, then their swimming pool, then their track and field, whatever it may be, you've got to be bigger than the sport. Now, I'm also curious to ask you about a few of the TV shows you've been in. Now, I'll just rattle off the list firstly. So, Can of Worms, Dancing with the Stars, Deal or No Deal, The Panel. Uh, You've been on all these great TV shows that uh, are, you know, prime time in, in Aussie TV. Now, firstly, as a Christian, going on Can of Worms, now I've seen some of the topics they tackle there and 
some of the anti-God stuff that they talk about on there. Did you just get, you know, nailed to the wall as a Christian on Can of Worms or how did you go? I did. I did. <laughs> I, um, I did and I didn't. Um, one of the questions was, two of the questions was actually talking about drugs and the other question was talking about taking on your husband's surname. And in the audience break, I was actually doing the panel with a guy called Greg Fleet, who's been known. He's um, a heroin reform daddy and, and still struggles with it, but he's a very, very funny man and great guy. So I've never taken a drug in my life. And, you know, there was a lot of social media going around saying what a Miss Goody Two-Shoes I was. And the sad thing was, guys, in the, in the ad break, because it's obviously live, there was 507 people in the audience. And I, I asked them in the ad break, can you raise your hand if you're like me and you've never taken a drug? And only 17 people put their hand up. Wow. Uh, and all I could think of in that show was just remember, you know, in the Bible in Timothy where it says, do not conform to the world, but conform to God. And I thought, you know, if this is my time to, to, to stand forth and show what I believe in. Now's the time to do it. And I... If I was getting ostracized or, you know, a tough time because I never took drugs or because mm-hmm. I, I, I know who I am and I'm secure in who I am as a person, mm-hmm. well, then it, it didn't bother me. Mm. So, but it, it was, it was interesting. And the media is a, is a tough place to be Christian, but, um, it, you know, as long as you're not going in there spouting saying, hey, you know, you've got to love Jesus, you, you've got to be really subtle about it as well and just know when's the right time to talk and when's the right time to walk away. Uh, now, the other the other show that you've been on that I'm curious about is Deal or No Deal. Um, did you pray and ask the Lord for wisdom about which suitcase to choose so you could win more money? Did, did you get any inside information from God on that one? No. Sometimes I think God gets asked a lot and there are just certain things you shouldn't ask for. Yeah. So, no, I didn't. I had lots of fun with that. But that's funny. You must, if you ever get the chance to watch that. I watch people and I just see so much greed sometimes in that show. Yeah. Like they've won $100,000 and the probability of them winning the $200,000 jackpot is slim to none, but they'll still say no deal. And so in my heart and head, which is very unchristian-like, I think, lose. So it's very interesting watching people in those circumstances. They'll, you know, humans will always want to consume as much as possible. So, um, yeah, no, but that was a lot of fun, a very fun show to be a part of. Now, Elka, we, uh, we actually have been talking talking to some of the other guests uh, who are uh, a part of the Bible Society campaign at the moment, uh, encouraging people to, to read the Bible. Uh, we've uh, chatted to uh, some of the other guys, Andrew Fishtail Fisher from the Jesus Racing, uh, Lee Hatcher, uh, who's a TV presenter on Sky, yeah, great guy. Uh, Kate Brax, who won uh, MasterChef, some great Christians that uh, are certainly all uh, encouraging people to get into the Word of God. How important is it for you to get into the Word of God regularly and be part of a campaign like this? Well, I always it comes down to me knowing that it's, it's just the most sought-after book in the whole wide world. It's, it's been sold throughout the world, translated in more languages than any other book, and it's, it's my guide, my map, my my compass, it's my direction, it's it's my everything. It's, it's got hold all the answers, and it's got the king's notes in it. So anytime, I think the hardest thing for anyone to get into the Bible is, okay, well, where do I start? And I always say that, you know, Proverbs is great for a guy to start if they just want to pick up the book. And Psalms is great for, for women to start having a look at. But it, it is, it's, it's super important. And I think it's really great to get involved in a group, whether that be like a connect group or with a girlfriend or just, and it doesn't have to be very formal. It can be very casual. Okay, let's look at this chapter today or, and, you know, let's get together in a couple of weeks time and talk about it. So for me, definitely, I just I feel it really cleansing when I read it, and I, I love it because it's it's God's word, and He's He's wanting to share all that wisdom with us. 
Well, it's such a blessing to be able to uh, have a chat with you today and hear about what the Lord's been doing in your life. And you're obviously a very successful uh, swimmer, successful media personality, and shining a light. Uh, another way that you do that is you write, write these really cool blogs. Um, tell us how you go about that process. Oh, thank you. Um, well, it was, I think writing a, a blog, you know, so many people are doing it now, but the, the great thing is, is that when anyone writes, they actually get to be themselves unless, unless you know, they try to put on a different persona. But for me, I could really get out my message. And I think that's a big thing, being a Christian, that you want to minister to people without without being, you know, Christ, Christianity right in front of your face. So it's just a nice way of, of talking through what I believe in and, and being able to get those blogs out. And they're a lot of fun, and I hope they relate to people and got some great followers. And um, it's, it's really rewarding when I hear someone say that they enjoyed it or they did think of what I was writing about. So there is, and there's so much great writing material out there. So it's just a blessing to be part of it. Well, it's been such a blessing to be able to hear your story today. And uh, we've been speaking with Elka Whalen, a dual Olympian from uh, both Sydney 2000 and Athens 2004. She won Olympic silver in the 4x200 metre freestyle relay before moving into a career in the media. And uh, yeah, partnering up with the Bible Society in a campaign to encourage people to get into the Word of God. Uh, we just pray the Lord continues to open doors for you uh, in the media, that you can uh, continue to be shining a light. And so if people do want to find out uh, details uh, for Elka Whalen, the website is Elka Whalen, and that's W-H-A-L-A-N, ElkaWhalen.com. There you can find out the blog and also some media clips and information about uh, what she's doing in the media. It's been a real blessing to have you on the program today. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks so much for having time to talk to me. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast, make a donation, find out about our YouTube channel, and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to historymakersradio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? History Makers.